Greetings and salutations, adventurers, and welcome to Miscast, a recap podcast about the adventures of the Isle of Misfit Rolls, and not a podcast about the original casting of the live-action Mulan movie. My name is Q, and I will be your podmaster for the evening. It's our first episode of what will hopefully be an entertaining walkthrough through the adventures of the Misfits, and we will be taking a bunch of questions from you, the listener, the cast themselves, and probably the most eager and confused, myself. Let's not skip the heartbeat and jump right into the action on Miscast. Let's get this road on the show, eh? We're going to be talking about episodes one through five, but mostly we'll be introducing our characters and voice actors for them and getting to know them a little bit better. But before we do that, let me fill you in on just exactly what in the goodly God's name is going on in this world. We have a crew of five adventurers who find themselves locked up in a dungeon for reasons unbeknown to them. After some careful deliberation and some genius strategic planning, they bust themselves out and make their way out of Dodge. They quickly find out, by politely asking a guard or two, that they are on an island built to be a fortified prison and are set to be executed in the coming morning. Quite enjoying the idea of breathing past the sunrise, they quickly try to find a means of escape. After a few doors swinging and some statues breaking, they realize they are in a maze of sorts, and the only way out is to solve the puzzles and beat the hell out of a ten-year-old girl. She's a vampire, so it's all good. They finally reach the end and realize it was all but a test to see if they could show their true valor to be the ones to help out a very bratty and annoying king in, in, his, in his endeavors. After a hearty exchange of kind words, they agree to take the task upon themselves and rid the world of the impending darkness threatening to consume everything in its path. Some transportation magic, a fishing village, la yada yada yada, are the first leg of their journey to be the heroes the world so desperately needs. That's vague bird enough, right? Well, good. Where's all the fun in giving you the whole story just now? I've got the cast here and all the questions you guys have submitted. So, as in any D&D game, I'll let them tell the story. And why don't we start with the mastermind of the world himself, Mike, our fearless DM. Hello, I'm Mike. I'm the idiot who thought up this world. I wouldn't say idiot. <laughs> I think it takes a lot to be able to just sit down and plan a whole new world from the beginning. A brand new place you never knew. I was going to say, that's the first thing that came to my mind. <laughs> this is not a musical. It's crystal clear, clear. And who do we have singing there? Um, no, one. no one is singing. Someone was singing. <laughs> no, That happens a lot. Don't worry about it. Um, uh, yeah. My name is Erica. I, I do, uh, I, do I, I play. I, I ruin Aviana's life. That sounds about right. Um, I'm the one who's rolling all the fives. Fitting. Oh, you're that one. Okay. Yep. That's me. All right. I see that. I see that. <laughs> Who else do we have in here? Not everybody at once, really. Just calm down, okay? R.I.P. Hello. Uh, my name is Jake. Um, we are uh, half of the American side of the party with our Canadian, Canadian fellows. Uh, and I play as Tavruk. Mm, very mighty. Mm, yep. That's me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I am Jenny. I play Tali. Um, and uh, I, I do really stupid things, but sometimes I have good ideas. Um, 
Yeah, and I don't know what else to say. I just kind of, <laughs> I just kind Sorry. of play as myself, really. Myself, <laughs> if I could steal things and not get in trouble for it. Who else we got? All right, I am Adam, one of the Adams. Uh, I play Almas, coolest wizard ever. And yeah. Uh, yeah, I also have really good ideas that never go wrong, and everything I do works perfectly. Oh man, what's that like? I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's it's real crazy. <laughs> I, I feel like that's happened once. It happens a lot. I mean, 100% of the time. I think most of the time, I don't know. It's deep. Oh, it's supposed to work. fail. It's 100% of the time, it works half the time, right? Exactly. That's yeah. the perfect math. That's more accurate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And last but not least, uh, people just call me Gray because I'm the second Adam in the group. And it just gets horribly confusing when we uh, both use our names. And I play Chuck or Chakunatuk uh, if, uh, for the those who actually. Remember his full name from the first episode. <laughs> None of uh, us do. I do. <laughs> I do. I do. Probably never forget. I am okay, the well, druid that keeps shaking his head at all these silly smooth skins. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I guess I'm also Goat Girl. I know we have yeah. Smooth Skin, yeah. Goat Girl, Flat Face, and one more. Big, Big Red, Red and Ghost. Big Red. And Ghost. Ghost. Yeah. Smooth Skin is yeah. a generalized term. All. Uh, all Meatbag humanoids, like a. Well, maybe one of the questions tonight is about that. Who knows? (laughs) Actually, and on that note, we should jump into some questions, eh? And my first question is going to be for very obviously the DM, Mike. What the fuck is going on in this world, man? Well, the world's uh, not too complex yet, very complex all at once. Um, little thing I've thought about over the last few years, um, as far as like the gods and uh, religion go in the world. I, um, a lot of it was a little bit inspired by the Greek pantheon. A little bit was inspired by, um, JRPGs over the years. And, uh, yeah, I wanted different climates. I didn't want to be, I want it to be similar to the world we live in, but also not even close to it. So it has seasonal change, different, different seasonal changes, but, uh, things that make sense. I have the sun <laughs> moving in a different direction because mm-hmm. it worked for me one day. And I just said, hey, you know, there's weird things in the world. I'm sure uh, one of our players have uh, something to ask about uh, how certain things work in the world. Wait, the moon's back? The sun's backwards? Yeah. Aren't you guys like, what? 80 episodes in and you're just realizing the sun's backwards? I don't think any of us ever thought to notice which way it comes Is is there only one moon or are there many? never been like, a new day starts and the sun rises in this direction. Like, that's not how the day starts. It's like, all right, it's a new day. What are you doing? So, yeah. That's fair. Well, also, let's be honest that the, the reality of the matter is that if our characters have always seen it that way, why would we ever question it? That is also true. That's exactly yeah. what I was going to say. Yeah, my character doesn't know the difference. You know what I'm <laughs> I don't know any better. Yeah. I've never seen the outside. I lived in a library my same whole old, life. Same old. Is your character used to the way the sun travels, Adam? Certain suns, probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm wondering. He arrives at a new planet and doesn't question. I've been inside checking this motherfucker for a year. <laughs> Let me tell you what you roll every time. I still got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck to you guys listening. I got, I'm, yeah, nope. Uh, a big part of the world, or um, as you from the first episode, that they, you know, there was five heroes, and for those who haven't put two and two together, uh, a few of us are uh, fans of another podcast and another content creating group called uh kind of funny and i've took some of the uh personalities from that podcast and tried to bring them to life mm. 
a bit more in this uh this world well i like how descriptive you get uh when you essentially when you're describing everything i i think like when you're opening up the world to them especially in the first few episodes that that i've listened to so far it it's really immersive like i like the way you're kind of just slipping into it really easily so it makes it really easy to listen to i appreciate that um yeah because we play theater of mind i feel like i thought about trying to play with maps and whatnot at the beginning but mm. If you assume your players can see something, you're not going to explain it for the audience. So I try to, I want them to be in the same kind of shoes, chair. Everyone's got uh, headphones on. So just like our listeners would. So I want to try to explain things and paint them word pictures. Mm-hmm. Got to get them word pictures in. But yeah, uh, yeah it's, uh, I think it's gone pretty well so far. And mm-hmm. uh, I'm hoping uh, if you're listening to this now, that you're at least uh, along for most of the ride. So then uh, the question that would essentially be on everybody's mind or anybody who's probably listening to this podcast, if you are a new DM or an old DM, uh, everybody's going to have the same answer to this question, but Mike's going to give us the answer now. Do you make it up as you go along or do you have everything fleshed out in the beginning? I have one thing written on my page and it's sexy goblin. Attaboy. <laughs> Get her done. So um, I normally have a fair amount prepared, but as things tend to go with my lovely party, uh, a lot of it just gets, you know, pretty much set on fire and thrown out the window. I think that's with- every DM right now in the world where it's just like, oh, I've prepared this beautiful thing. You've got 90% of like this one room fleshed out and everything's going to be great. And then all of a sudden it's like, wait, there was a chair in that other room. What about that chair? And they spend four hours in that one fucking room that you had no intention of them ever going into. Yeah, yeah we've got some great examples of this coming up much, much later. <laughs> I mean, fucking everything. I mean, like one of the we 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 use Tevruk as a flying taxi to just skip a whole room and a half. Totally, two, actually, like coming. two rooms. Uh-huh. That's true. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We got over a over a bridge and literally no, under over, a bridge and, and over, over a the top of zombie zombies. Trope. Yeah, or, yeah. An That's right. Zombie, so. mm-hmm. But as a DM, you got one thing in common with yoga instructors: you got to be flexible. Mm-hmm. Amen, brother. <laughs> Well then, I want to pose. I want to pose a question to a couple of you in the group who are playing monster races, aren't you? Yes, all but one of us. Yeah. Aviana's the only one who's really a monster. So then, here's what I want to ask. I want to. Uh, I can direct anybody can answer this question, but what I really want to do is your character choice. Why? I want to make that as grand as possible. Jake, go ahead. So when. Mike kind of pitched the idea to us as players. He, you know, the whole idea was that I'm tired of playing in or being a part of games where everyone is the noble hero, but then at the first chance they get, they rob the tavern and murder all the people inside and then wonder why the paladin's oath doesn't work anymore. Uh, So he pitched this idea to us as being all prisoners of some sort or another. And if I figured if we're already going to be bad people, Let's jump on the opportunity to play as a character that probably wouldn't fit in other campaigns. So uh, I've decided to play as a hobgoblin. So nice. you know, if we're already going to be hated for being criminals, let's just double down and let people know exactly who I am from you know 50 feet away. And is it true what they say about Big Red? I mean, someone else gave him the nickname, so it has to be, right? a boy. Get her done. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we do. <laughs> and you're playing, like you said, you're playing a paladin, right? No, I'm a, I'm a fighter. Oh, just fighter um, yeah, with so, a glaive, I believe, right? Yeah. So I, yeah, I like the idea of uh, 
again, of using, you know, everyone kind of does the longsword thing. So if I'm going to be a fighter, I figure to have some fun with it and play a reach weapon and just commit to uh, to doing a little extra damage and having some fun with my fighter. Yeah, he's a, a cavalier subclass, if you're interested. Mm-hmm. So I knew... Um, I knew we needed somebody to kind of be a, a big a big tank and, and play defense. So most of my stuff is, is built for that. And there's some cool uh, stuff that comes in with weapons with reach and the Cavalier subclass much later. Everything's pretty simple for now. But that uh, that comes in and ends up doing some pretty cool stuff down the road here. But All right. And I'd like to tack on to this question, which I will do for each of you. But since I've got Jake right now, um, a lot of you guys submitted questions and uh, probably the most popular one to submit questions was uh, our good dude, Kobe. So to tack on to this question, Kobe would like to ask, could you walk us through the mindset of your character creation process, which you've already did? And the question I want to tack tack on to this one is what was your favorite character interaction? Um, yeah, so it kind of covered the thought process. I know I basically, I knew I wanted to play a monster race. So I went kind of through all of the different ones from Volos and some of the different books and, um, Hobgoblin was the one that spoke to me to enough to the point where I could be a little bit of a monster, but also like have some sort of morality because they have like a very specific code that they live by. And while it might not match like typical society, it, it gave me something that I could lash onto as a character and have something to kind of base where I was going and what I was doing here and have it make sense. So that worked. And then I just, uh, I threw the fighter on top of it. I wanted him to be smart. So I was like, he's going to be kind of a, a, a smart fighter. Who's not just, you know, all in run at the enemy. He's got a little bit of a tactical thing going on occasionally, but, um, my favorite interaction with another character? Hmm. Try to keep it between episodes one and five. Yeah, I know. That's the hard part. There's a lot of this is, again? that's all the way us through us leaving the, the, um, the prison through the maze. Oh, it's just like right to the end of that. Sorry. Hello. <clears throat> Interruption. You're welcome. If you can't remember one, I have actually one that I liked personally. Yeah, there, I, I like the one and it's a little foreshadowing because we know what happens, but, um, I like where, almost puts he cuts one of his braids off and ties it to my hair mm-hmm. um it felt like a little almost like it was like this is a weird thing for him to do but okay new friends not a problem and then it led to a a pretty fantastic moment not long after that so yeah i agree uh, i like i like to imagine i like to imagine i still have just a little leg bead right on the on one side of my head there you know this many episodes down the line <laughs> i like that that's cool and for everyone that's listening, that's Jake. And he plays Tabrook, the Hobgoblin fighter. That's right. All right. I'm going to jump this next one to Eeny, Meeny, Miny, Gray. <laughs> okay. Well, you want me to answer the same questions? Or... No, it's just tell me about Chalk. All right. Well, Chalk is a lizard folk druid. Uh, and not Circle the Moon, believe it or not. I know a lot of people <laughs> out there think that that's the most, one of the most broken things you can come up with nowadays. Um, what I, when, when Mike presented the fact that he wanted us to play things that weren't necessarily altruistic or noble or you're, uh, oh, almost playing antiheroes to a certain extent. Sort of mm-hmm. like his own fantasy, uh, uh, like a Dungeons and Dragons version of the Suicide Squad. Uh, I, did, I, I, I put a lot of thought into it, and I said, well, I could play a wizard, and I honestly like playing arcane casters, to be really honest. But that that's going to be 
it gets a bit repetitive sometimes trying to th uh, constantly outthink things. And so I said, you know what? I want to play something that's not the smartest thing in the world, at least not not in the traditional sense. I'll play something savage yet uh, ha has its own sort of cleverness to it. And so I was looking through the various races that were available. And um, there were a few ideas. I was uh, At one point, I was thinking a bugbear but uh, or maybe even a turtle. But when I saw the lizard folk, I said, this could be really cool because I can make my own shit and like, like just craft things out of my enemies and eat them at the same time and not really be that, <laughs> be Which considered think, a cannibal. <laughs> because I think that's great. Like you kind of play the character who's waste not, want not, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, well, I just finished eating his face and all this flesh and now I've got all these bones. Might as well make something cool out of it. You know what I mean? Exactly. And uh, I thought the circle of the spores from uh, Ravna, uh, from the Ravnica setting, where it's a sort of life and death balance, mm. made perfect sense for somebody who's re reduce, reuse, and reanimate. <laughs> Which is perfect. Like, I, I think I think the circle of spores fits. Ch I don't think he could have been like if you were going to min max it and maybe just try to get the best out of it. Circle of the moon would have been good, but circle of spores just fits him so well. And I like yeah. one of my one of my favorite things that Chak does that. And I've played in a lot of games, and I, I watch a lot of games, and I listen to a lot of podcasts. But Chak is the only one who does good mushroom instead of good berry. <laughs> like everyone else just flavors good berry as berries. But Jack is the only one who uses mushrooms because it just fits the circle of spores so well. Yeah, the having all these fungal blooms constantly happening that people can eat as a sort of like, I guess you'd call it a dry, tacky, almost leathery, tasteless thing that just sort of, hey, congratulations, gain a hit point pack. You don't have to it's eat like anymore today. <laughs> It, you're basically producing the Buckleys of of the of the fantasy world. Tastes awful, but it works. Like you know what I mean. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. All right. And is, I was go ahead, Mike. not to cut in here, but uh, I got to say the Good Mushroom is probably my second favorite uh, of his reflavoring of his spells, and the number one definitely has to be Chakfiki. Yes. Chakfiki. Yes. Oh my Everyone god! Everyone loves Chakfiki. Chakfiki is pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I want to tack that on now with a question also from uh, Kobe. Mm -hmm. So, if you could change anything about one of your allies, what would it be? Mm -hmm. I knew this was a hard question. Mm -hmm. What is that for me or for everybody? No, that's for you. <laughs> yeah. That's for you. <laughs> Trying to pass. It. I already know the answer. I would love point. it if the entire party was cold blooded. Like I was going to say, the Gith Yankee is perfect uh, mm -hmm. because, like, if you read into the Mordecai's Tomb of Foes, like. They're almost uh, avian in a certain to a certain extent, but like replacing our hobgoblin and our uh, tiefling and our human with I don't know yuantes and mm. like turtles <laughs> would be friggin' amazing because <laughs> then you'd have this completely alien mindset. Uh, Blooded killers. The because as it stands, like a t uh, for example, th this isn't to offend any of my fellow players, but. A tiefling lives in a, in a human society, in mm -hmm. a human predominant society. Therefore, they even if they don't necessarily follow the rules, they have very similar morals and ethics and mm -hmm. and culture to that of of humans. Uh, Aviana is a human, so like clearly that's that sort of fits it with with our hobgoblin associate over here, over here, Mister Ta Tavruk. He's like it's a very rigid militaristic society. But it's it's really easy to understand that to a certain extent. It's easy to sort of wrap your mind around. It's it's uh, Almus and 
and Chuck's cultures, which are just like, what the hell? <laughs> it's wait, funny. Wait, you, it's funny you say alien mindsets. Yeah, it's funny you say cold blooded because I would have said edible. That would have been the one thing I would have changed. Oh, they're all edible. It's like, the <laughs> most, uh, like uh, if if by episode five one of them had, uh, one of them had died, it's like I would have eaten them. <laughs> I love that you always have your walking food with you know what I mean? I always have my food source readily in room. <laughs> like, why kill it? Then I have to preserve it and like store it and everything else. This way it's it's walking along beside me. So I definitely not the healer thing. type druid. <laughs> Everybody by the way, right? and he plays Chuck. By the way, let it be known, I will absolutely play a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles campaign. Just saying. We brought <laughs> oh, up we brought turtle? up the, the whole reptile party. The turtle monk is ready to go. Okay. <laughs> Do we? There's spoilers. Uh, we. I think Mike actually knows about this because I think we talked about it in front of him yeah, by accident. We, um, we did. When the campaign started, we all had an agreement, uh, which we have called the Turtle Pact, uh, which is when your character dies, you come back as a turtle. Is that still valid? I think everyone has something else they want to play that isn't a turtle. But Mike, keep an eye out because. If we die, we might all come back as turtles and you'll never know if we're going to go immediate chaos or not. We never Whoa. took it off the table. So. Oh, it's still on the table, 100%. Table. Yeah. I'm still playing by those rules. <laughs> <laughs> so then, what I would like to do is... Aviana. Hi. I only did that because you were taking a drink. Thanks. I <laughs> appreciate it. It's my turn. And walk us through your character creation process or just the mindset of your character creation process why aviana and why the blood hunter um so i don't want to go into too many specifics because essentially mike handed us the 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 player primer and all the setting stuff and i looked at it and i said how can i make a character that is about as like has is so deeply entrenched into this as as like physically possible and so Mm. i did that uh, so hey, <laughs> I don't want to say too much right now. Um, okay. But the Blood Hunter was something which, because I knew everyone was playing a monstrous, part, monstrous like kind of character, I kind of actually wanted to play something that wasn't gonna be quite that, just so there was a bit of like a contrast. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I went Blood Hunter because I figured that the Blood Hunter is odd and weird enough that I wouldn't come in as like the he who who I am the who man don't kill people that's yeah. bad entirely so there's still like a moral kind of like a line but at the end of the day i'm running around doing blood magic and and things like that and i kind of wanted to play an alchemist character as well mm-hmm. and there's the path of the mutagen path of the mutagen order of the mutagen whatever the yeah um as an option so i want i was like oh like i can i can play an alchemist that's actually kind of sort of plays into the theme of the class so yeah can, can i make a comment here sir yes. yeah. I, I know no one can see this uh, no one listening to this can see but can we just have a show of hands as to when when uh, Aviana described her character with her like little potions and everything else and her white hair and that who here thought she was Siri from The Witcher? I think now that, I, now that I've seen The Witcher or seen yeah. the show, but at the yeah. time I had not I had not played any of the games or read any of the books or anything. But- I didn't realize it until sessions in. I was like, oh shit, you're right. Yeah, so it's it's hilarious. And I thought she had and, short uh, hair this whole time. The um, more entertaining part is that uh, that Erica had never read or pl- or played anything associated with The Witcher. So and the Witcher series hadn't come out yet. Yeah. So I had no idea. Like I didn't even know that like potions. I didn't know the Blood Hunter was meant to be that, or specifically the mutagen was like, hello, here's the Witcher subclass. I was like, eh, this is alchemy. That sounds like fun. 
the only interaction I'd had with the Witcher beforehand was again like side rudimentary knowledge uh, and uh, making my cousin go kill a bunch of cows because I knew about that and he <laughs> didn't and it was great. She's also Canadian. <laughs> I'm also Canadian. Yeah, I'm further north, but eh, not that much further. Not that much further. No. All right. So then I want to I want to uh, piggyback a question which was sent to us on Twitter from Riku, which is, who is your favorite character not played by yourself? I mean, mm. is you it ready my... to make enemies, Erica? <laughs> <laughs> it's too late. We're already going into the second arc of the campaign. You can't hurt me here. And this is for what's come out so far. This so the answers will change so later. Ooh, Ooh oh, that's, that's right. True. Okay, that's so the true. first in the first five episodes. I mean, oh, like who's my favorite, or who would I want to play? Because I feel they're two different things. Well, yeah, because they sound completely different. <laughs> yeah, well, look, I'm just making no. sure that we're just clarifying. Yeah. Uh, who's your? Who's your? Like, who would be your favorite? It doesn't even have to be one of the. God. It could be an NPC. No, uh, the NPCs can go fuck themselves. We only met one. NPC <laughs> we only met one NPC. Like, he sucks. No, we met a couple. Um, they are all dead, so we don't want to play with them. No, uh, the vampire kid was clearly my favorite. And that priest. Um. No, I mean, how do you not That's like not enjoy chalk as like a of a, a function because again coming into uh, again the opposite of kind of what you said where it was like you wish everyone had played like an alien mindset like i think it makes chalk way more interesting because he's the only one with the alien mindset which again will come into play later there's a lot of fun conversations that happen mm-hmm. um but yeah and then like I, i'm a spellcaster at heart like I throw spellcasters at me and i love them immediately it's fine i think one of the just like uh just a uh grab to that one of the nicest things I think with Chalk is is like you have this hulking lizard just walking around. It's like I could eat everyone in that village, and then proceeds to undo a bedroll. It's like me not going to bother them though. I'll just sleep out here. Like he, <laughs> yeah, like that mentality I think is great. Oh yeah, Chalk is like the 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 giant like seven year old mixed with a puppy. Where it's again, it's constantly like, oh wow, you did something very good. Oh my god, what's in your mouth? Spit that out right now. You shouldn't eat that. Like it's it's this really fun like. It's yeah, it's it's like it's yeah, it's it's really fun because he's got all this power, but like at the end of the day, there's so much of like again, because the alien mindset, there's so much that he doesn't understand and know and like get the same way we're all like, oh, this is like a totally normal thing. He's like, no. <laughs> and then we tell him to spit it out. Well, everyone, this is Erica. She plays Aviana. <laughs> so let's go ahead and hop to Jenny Boo. You can just call me Jenny. <laughs> no. You're on my you're on Fuck my you. pod, you're on my podcast now. Okay. <laughs> That's fair. Okay, fair. Yeah, take us through um, Tally. Okay, so initially, I had uh, made Tally to play in a couple of one shots, um, but like I never got anywhere with her uh, subclass being Arcane Trickster Rogue, and I really wanted to see where that could go. And when you know. Mike came up with this idea for this new campaign. I tried to think of other characters and, you know, like, you know, like different subclasses and, you know, races that I thought would be fun to play. But I just kept thinking, man, I really want to know what Tali can do. Mm. Like, so I was just like, yeah, I'm going to be Tali. And all of us, except for Gray, had actually played together before. And I was Tali. So in episode one, when I don't say my name, it's for a reason. And then Jake, who plays Tavrook, totally is like, it's Tali. And I'm like, you motherfucker. Like, I wasn't going to reveal <laughs> that right. yet. But you feel totally... like I've met her in a. Yeah. yeah. So I, I just, I really just wanted to be her again. So I 
Don't you find that sometimes, like, when you play a one-shot, you come up with this character, and you figure yourself, you know, I'm just going to create this one-shot character, and it's, it, it, it is what it is. It's for a one-shot, so you don't care if they live or die, and then you actually start getting into the mechanics of the character that you're creating, and you're like, I really want to play this. You know? Yeah. It's like how you're, how you're describing. I really exactly want to see the it. further adventures of a tabaxi monk named, what is it, Teapot or something like Teaspoon. that? Teaspoon! Teaspoon! Look. Uh, <laughs> and her best friend? Yeah! <laughs> yeah, no, we're gonna be Chef Squad. Look at Thanks. us go. We have so many side projects lined up. <laughs> Ninja Turtle Tabaxi combo. That works. <laughs> there's been crossovers before. They put the Power Rangers and Ninja Turtles in an episode. We can do it with cats. They there's a whole comic <laughs> series right now. They're doing a whole series of like all Ninja Turtles holding the helmet comics. Yeah, on the it's wonderful. It's really cool. Hmm. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and you're enjoying the arcane trickster, yeah? Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's a little, um, like, because I've also played a wizard before. And so, like, not, uh, you know, having arcane recovery really sucks. Mm-hmm. But it's still a lot of fun. Like, I like uh, slicing and dicing and fucking people up and still having some magic. Do you want to decide? <laughs> yeah, you've got, you've got a lot of variety in I, your class. That's I do. Nice. I, Between being able to do sneaky rogue shit and melee and ranged and magic. Like, and cleric stuff. Like, I've got some healing bullshit as well. And that's that's the cool thing with the two classes, like rogues and bards. Bards are skill bots and rogues are toolkits. Like, that's just how they build the classes. And rogues are just hella fun to play. Oh, yeah. They're usually my go-to class. Always. All right. So I want to tack on a question then from Colby again. Colby's the Colby's badass. Big shout out to Colby for asking us so many questions. (laughs) All right. If you could redo one thing your character did so far in the first five episodes, what would it be and why? Mm, Okay. Um, Well, something I listened to recently hasn't happened yet. So, oh, God. Most of the stuff one through five. I can't redo the gods. Well. I put too much work yeah. into it. <laughs> no, I know what your answer would be. You've hemmed and hawed about it for a year, and it when whenever we get to the part where we pick our relic oh, of the gods, I probably would have picked something different um, instead of the amulet, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, but but see, that's that's me now. Well, okay, you that was me like for a very long yeah. time. Mm-hmm. Now I'm now where we are in the campaign. I'm okay with it, but in the beginning, after like seeing what it actually did, I probably would have picked something else. The coin. Yeah, you were underwhelmed by the yeah. Uh, the I was first a little level of power out of it. But yeah. the second, oh, the second level. Ooh, y'all know nothing about that. Y'all know nothing spoilers. About that. Yeah. Spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to quote my favorite Doctor character. Spoilers. Is that a, specifically a Doctor Who quote? For me, it is. Okay. <laughs> Everyone, this is Jenny, and she plays Tally, Tiefling Rogue. All right, so let us jump to, I believe, last but not least. Adam. Yes. Okay, there we go. <laughs> why don't you tell me about your jaundiced elf and why you like playing him? Jaundiced elf. All right. So <laughs> That's a description. When Mike, you know, right, when Mike came to us, and what everyone's talking about is, is how he said it. To me, he said, hey... Because me and Mike, we had a, a joke in our old group about Suicide Squad or whatever. Mike's mm-hmm. like, you know, we're going to play heroes, but no, not really heroes because, you know, whatever that thing. I took that as, we're playing Suicide Squad. I need to be an evil villain. <laughs> and I think I... Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, you're the Joker, through, right? Um, God, I turned myself into Jared Leto's Joker on accident. <laughs> um, so, no, I... I, I, I was first, <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, 
sadly, I didn't mean to do it. Um, I went wizard in Gith because I like to play races and classes I never did before. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, we'll go there. Uh, Tomophos had came out a couple months. I'm like, all right, these guys are cool. I like their backstories. It works with the wizard. Works. But are you? Go. But are you a Gith Yankee or are you a Gith Zarai? Yankee. Okay. Yes, because those are the evil ones. Yeah, but the Zarai are the spellcasters. Yeah, but cool. I mean, we'll get to it eventually. <laughs> get to it eventually. But uh, race this... has you know spellcaster barbarian. You know, like it's. Oh yeah, and there's a uh, point. I mean, actually, in the first couple episodes, he does use a sword and just murder a dude with it. I, I was mm-hmm. under the impression that the Githyanki were like warrior wizards, and the Githzerai were more monks. Yeah, the Githzerai are monks, and Yankee are wizard or like uh, warriors slash pirates, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was like, these guys are cool. I'm gonna use them. Wizard, I never played before. And then Mike, he really meant for us to be antiheroes, but I took it as villain. So I don't know yet if anything's gone crazy, <laughs> but things go a little sideways in the future. Um, and I was just like, hey, let me have fun doing this. And I was like, yeah, I like. And then for the, I took divination as a subclass because mm-hmm. I was gonna be ungodly. Uh, it can be. Um, <laughs> pretty much the the special thing that you can do is portents, which. I've used it. I don't know if I say portent, but the ability to change people's fate, I think, was a really good idea. Mm-hmm. And just like a weird fucking power. And I was just like, I'd rather do that than do more fire damage or do whatever. I was like, let me just do weird shit. So I was like, I'm a, I'm just a weird ass evil wizard. Pretty much is the way that I wanted to play it. And uh, hey man, it was real fun. Like it's a, uh, it happens in the first couple episodes. But just like the fact that he doesn't eat real food. Like the only food he'll eat is runny eggs. And yeah. Um, that's much. I'm Mike's just like, hey, play a bad guy. I'm like, let me do some. I'm like, oh, okay, let me do some weird shit, and I'll I'll be all about it. <laughs> the rest I, of the party, the rest of the party, I collectively goes like, hmm, how do I make him interesting and like have a, you know, there's a good side. <laughs> Adam goes, no, I'm the fucking devil. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a, a funny oh, thing. Ready. I love it. I the love way. It. I'm yeah, the, the devil w- after he left Georgia. That's exactly. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. The That's way that I also happy. rationalize it is that um, he's lawful. So mm-hmm. there's no chaos. Everything that he's doing is very much for a purpose in his mind. All right. But I'm going to tack a question onto that. That comes from the most beautiful woman in the world who happens to be my wife. That's right. My wife. My wife. What she wants to know is if you could pick one very clear aesthetic thing about your character that people should imagine, what would it be? I try to explain it. Um, but the the tattoo thing is like a big. I mean, first of all, if you don't know what a gith looks like, like they look kind of like Voldemort, but kind of green elf ver- version of Voldemort. An elf with jaundice, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. But I was like, he's got these really really cool dreads and just tattoos top to bottom his entire body. Because the way I play it, and I think I explained it early on, is that instead of having a spell book, he just tattoos spells on his skin, and then in the morning you memorize off of your skin or whatever. So you because a spell book doesn't have to be a book; it just has to be a place where spells mm-hmm. are written down. I was like, he's going to be crazy tattoo dude, and here's where his spells are, just to make it a little bit different. It doesn't mechanically play different, but I was like, yeah. So just imagine Voldemort tatted head to toe <laughs> with dreadlocks. I mean, and that's yellow. what we're talking about. Or Jared Leto, I guess, with dreadlocks <laughs> and no nose. That would work as well. I've pictured Voldemort this whole time, and I never realized that you were a pale tattoo. Like, you're the fucking Joker. Like... I didn't it's even mean changed, to do it. It's changed my life. <laughs> <laughs> Is your hair green? We don't know. I think it's no. listening to the first listening to the first episodes. Uh, while everyone was kind of describing their characters, I immediately went to Jared Leto without a nose. That was like really. My, oh yeah, that was the first thing that popped into my head. I don't this know if that's not, good or bad. I'm like, oh, this this guy's a 
So it, you know what it was? It was the way you were carrying yourself while you were talking. It's like, this guy's a fucking psychopath. Cause it's always so you're the guy who's like, you know, you're leaning over and you're touching the shoulder. Like it's going to be okay with like a 10 inch shank behind your back. Just waiting for them to, Hey, what's that over there? And squish. Like that mm-hmm. was the way he struck me right away, but he's, yeah, he's cool. He sounds fun to play. Yeah, didn't mean to, but apparently I'm Jared Leto, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone, that's Adam, and he plays our Gith Wizard. All right, so that's everyone. I think I have a few questions I want to direct to a couple of you, and then we're going to sign off on this one, all right? First question will go to Mike. I love how you just pop your head up like that. Nobody can see what they're doing, but I can, and it's hilarious. (laughs) Mike, what is the... Is it salt water or fresh water? Clear the waters right now. <laughs> All right. Well, it is a fresh water ocean in this world. I have reasons for this, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. First reason is the most obvious. I didn't want my players going around my plans. But <laughs> there is a re- there actually is a reason. So... The way the gods are are in this world and what happened roughly 600 years ago was the splitting of the gods from mm-hmm. Unis. And certain things, even from the split that they contr- that are part of their domains, still have trouble coming back together, which is a lingering effect of the splitting of the gods. So you have Caligo who controls the water, and then you have Terra who controls the earth, who would have salt fall under her domain because it is a, I believe it is a mineral or something along that line, earth stuff, science. So one of the <laughs> effects of the previous separation of the gods is that uh, salt and water have a hard time mixing. And therefore that's what keeps it from when it rains, the water washing the salt into the ocean and whatnot. Hmm. And that is why it is a freshwater ocean. Not mm-hmm. drinkable though. Totally didn't make it up because, Jenny quoted some sciencey things Full she learned in sixth grade. <laughs> nothing, nothing to do with that. <laughs> and that was a Kobe question that I flared myself as well. And I'm going to jump to Erica for another type of Kobe question. Why you hate math so much? <laughs> math hates her. There's a joke here. Uh, the joke is gays can't do math. That's a fact of life. I can't do math. That's just it's it's a it's a it's a it's a thing. That's look. Any queer can tell you. <laughs> I can't do math. That you just we just can't count. It's 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 part of the whatever. Um, no, yeah, no. I'm just bad at math. Like <laughs> numbers don't make sense to me. I don't know what you want. At the end of the day, uh, also generally speaking, at, at early levels, if I'm rolling a 16, I'm usually fine. Mm-hmm. So if I say 16 plus, oh god, where what am I adding? It's, it's the same thing. I so can't exactly, do my cast. I think we should. That'll be the tagline for the podcast: math, not for the gays. That should go over well. I can say it. I'm queer. I'm allowed. It's one of those things, and everyone knows that's it. Our thing. You can't. That's you can't thing. say it. <laughs> uh, no, and oh god, here's your more fun, gay, more fun queer humor. Uh, as a gay, you can either do math or drive, and I can drive. So anyway, yeah, no, I'm. I'm just. Wisely. I can't. I can't do math and I don't roll well anyway. So half the time I don't even have to bother doing it. Either I roll well enough that I don't have to, or I roll so low that it also doesn't matter. So. All right. You're high low. Yeah. For an inspiration point that doesn't count. Do you remember how many tankards you drank at the first pub of the campaign? No. Oh, is that even in the first five episodes? Yes, it is. Is it? Is I it? I thought it was. 
It's six, but it's fine. It's in the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God. Leading into next episode, you guys will be going to Brisbane. Yeah. Yeah. Episode at the end of episode five is you. We get dumped off. Okay. Brisbane. See, I was mixing up sessions with episodes, <laughs> <laughs> which are very different. Um. God, I have no idea. Take a guess, yeah. and then we'll reveal the answer in the next one. Like five. Twelve. What's mine? Oh, I thought that was the real answer. No, I don't know. I have no idea. All right, your guess is five. Somebody else put something on the table. What do you guys got? Oh, I know I drank all. <clears throat> he took like a sip and then set it down and never drank anything else. But I'm going to say five. All right. Really. Five it is. Everybody on Twitter, if you know what it is, make sure you tweet about it. And then tag <laughs> us in it so that we can tell you when you're wrong. It's one of those questions like, how many squares are in here? And you go, oh, there's obviously five. And you're like, wait, what? Surprise a- square. I don't know. But a result of that was, uh, uh, you know, thaumaturgy. Thaumaturgy snoring becomes. It's canon. Very- <laughs> yeah. It's canon. Long term canon. That's a character point. At, like, at yeah, that was definitely on the spot. And I was like, yeah, this will be cool. And then it became something I had to do. And I was like, Gray. Yeah. Answer the question on everybody's mind about true lizard men. Does he shed his skin? No, <laughs> um, the question, uh, to answer the question, yes, yes, he does. Just like uh, most other uh, lizards in uh, real life, he does shed his skin, especially when he starts growing uh, bigger. Nice. He gets his big boy scale. <laughs> <laughs> Jake, mm-hmm. is the glaive compensation? Or do you just really need something that big in your hands? No, I mean, you just go with what you're used to, right? boy. <laughs> I mean... God damn. <laughs> boy. <laughs> Why change it up now, you know? <laughs> oh, that's so mint. Seems like and that answer. <laughs> last but not least, Adam, will you ever truly reveal what your spellcasting focus is? Ah, No. because there is no answer to that question (laughs) there is an answer i have an answer in my head and then there's the answer i presented to mike and then there's the answer that i played with but in my mind it's the real answer that i know can't wait to one day hopefully figure that out here's what's gonna be funny either you're gonna pay attention to the little hints and pick it up Mm-hmm. Or just pay attention to the other details that are also could be the right answer. Honestly, guys, listening to this for real, we've we've played with Adam for over a year now in this campaign. I don't know anything about his character, so feel free to no. if you're listening to stuff and you pick something out. Send me a personal message <laughs> just to let me yeah. know because I don't know shit. <laughs> I've tried. Roll insight for me. Oh, that's a tag. One. A, yeah, tie, a uh, tag the uh, the misfit. At Misfit Rolls uh, Twitter, so we all can see it because, yeah, no, we don't. I don't. We yeah. don't know what it is. We don't pay <laughs> attention to these things. Well, honestly, guys, uh, the first I've made it through the first uh, about six or seven right now, and the the campaign sounds great. You guys are playing a really different group. That uh, you know what I mean. There are a lot of campaigns out there that you can listen to, like actual play podcasts, where it, it where this is like a really original and cool idea and i'm really invested in it and i can't wait for i can't wait to see how this all goes we appreciate it yeah it's gonna it's gonna be a lot of fun but you're okay for a smooth skin i'm all right (laughs) i get by tie my own shoes and everything put that on next show's questions the smooth skin meaning i gotta know that all right (laughs) 
Perfect. Don't forget, guys, you can send in your questions to the Isle of Misfit Rolls Twitter or Instagram. Or if you happen to know one of our voice actors here, uh, feel free to send them a message and get your questions in. And we'll try to get to all of them and make sure to get to as many as we can. All right. But that's going to just about do it for this episode of Miscast. I want to thank all you guys for being here to field the questions. And I'd really like to thank all of you the listeners for submitting them you can head over to the isle of misfit rolls instagram and submit them when you get the chance again or the twitter if you prefer that or any other way you want to get the questions to us if you want to use sending if you want to use a pigeon we accept all forms of questions on this show animal messenger animal Animal messengers uh shot not receiving any of those that's a lot of (laughs) pigeon poop i don't want to deal with well that's gonna be That's going to do it, guys. So until next week, may your hits be crits, may your failures be hilarious, and always spread the love. And most importantly, have fun. And y'all stay frosty out there. Take it easy, guys.